0: Hey everyone, this is Austin Scher here with We Write About Music. And today I'm speaking with Matt Ragland. He has released a handful of singles leading up to his debut album, and I'm super excited to talk to him all about it. Matt, I really want to thank you for being here today. How are you doing? What's going on? I'm good,
1: man. Thank you very much for for doing this interview. Um, yeah, just happy to be finally be releasing this album. Um these uh these songs have I've I, most of them I wrote quite a while ago, uh, and a lot of these recordings have, have kind of been <laughs> on my hard drive and have existed for a while. I don't sure. know what took me so long to, 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 to get these out, but I'm, I'm
0: glad to finally do it. That's awesome. Um, there's been a few singles released so far leading up to sort of the big day. Um mm-hmm. uh, first thing I want to know about is I mean we can talk about the individual singles but I want to know like what makes a single for you as opposed to you know picking one or the one over the other
1: that's a good question I'm pretty terrible at that um (laughs) predicting what other people will like I guess it's just you know which which songs seem to like summarize the the overall vibe and experience of of the album as a whole. I've always been like a writer who kind of writes in albums, right? I, I have, yeah, uh, right. 10, you know, 10 to 15 songs that belong together. And then I kind of move on to a different uh, place. And these songs, uh, there were a few others that we actually cut, but these songs just uh, clearly belong together. And the three, the three singles seem to do a pretty good job of summarizing what that the whole album experience is like. So. You can't you can't really in my opinion like you can't singles never do justice to an album if it's if a not. collection of songs written or they're written as an album but um, yeah hopefully they do an okay job I, I
0: think that. they do so far from what I've heard and honestly I would say like you you might be the outlier in this situation because I mean as anyone, as anyone who releases music knows, like the industry has gone so much towards single releases. And sometimes you can listen to five singles a row in a row and not realize it's from the same artist. So to kind of have these songs that, you know, they have similar themes and they flow together kind of feels more difficult to have, to write with an album in mind. It's how I prefer to listen to my music. I'd much rather experience the experience instead of just having these like three minute standalone things that are kind of in throwaway nature.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it's in this kind of modern world of music production where you can do a lot in your own home studio, like I'm sitting in right now, it's tempting to release as singles because there's something satisfying about writing, recording, doing it all fairly quickly, kind of in your space and then just going straight to distribution. Um, There's something satisfying about that, but just the, the the speed of that. But there's also something missing in my. Maybe I'm old school. You know, I started with my a band many years sure. ago, so so maybe we're used to the old school way. But there's something about releasing an album that means something special to me. I don't think I'll ever lose let let go of that.
0: You know, I, I truly hope not, because for me, yeah, like it's how I was raised. Yeah, into the album and you're kind of listening to like a piece of this person's life, whether it be mm-hmm. lyrically or just thematically. I don't know. There's something special about listening to 30 to 50 minutes of something and it kind of sucking you out of the normal world and being like, here, this is the art that I have to offer. So please keep totally doing right. that if you can. Um, and as I mentioned, there's three songs that have come out so far and the most recent one being Sunk. Yeah, not not to discount the others, I think that's the one that kind of held my attention the most. Um, oh, cool! I really enjoyed it, and I want to talk a little bit about the meaning behind it. You can talk about the meaning behind that song, or even the other ones. Like, what is inspiring your writing at the moment?
1: Um, well, "Sunk" is a song that I actually wrote quite a while ago. Like I said, some of these others, a lot of the other songs, actually, I wrote a while ago. Not all of them. Some of them are brand new, but um sunk actually the guitar part was brought in from the bassist of my old band nello um and he you know he had kind of a complete guitar idea um i haven't done a lot of co-writing in my life i have written so many songs even with my band back in the day like i i wrote 95 percent of those songs by myself i've never really been a great co-writer because writing is such a solitary experience for me but in this case um if it's more satisfying to me when it's solitary or maybe i just have a harder time going to where i need to go to be as creative as i can be if somebody else is in the room i wish that i were different but that's kind of always been the case for me um, but mike the bassist from mike st Clair. he's got a great project called uh, pocket sounds um, he brought in this, good, this sort of complete guitar piece that he had. And I just loved it. It, it. it was somehow, even though I knew it was brand new, it, it sounded familiar to me and it was so, sort of nostalgic and I just knew I wanted to do something with it. So he was generous to let me kind of run with it. And so I took it home that night and wrote all the lyrics very quickly. Um, and then I kind of had this idea for a, a chorus, simple chorus, but kind of a, a, a chorus that would kind of lift, kind of like lift off from this kind of finger style um, anchor sure. um, that he that he had in his guitar part. And then I had this idea for a bridge that was kind of a bit of a, a journey. And it all came in that one night. I mean, it was very, very awesome. fast. And it, as far as what it it's about, you know, I, don't, I have a hard time talking about what my songs are about because it's like it's, songs are kind of, they're the, I always say this, like they're the explanations themselves and what it is they're meant to explain are, it's like so deep and so rooted it's hard for you to even know what what right, it is right cuz i don't know you
0: and no yeah. one you know like 99.9% of people who listen probably don't know you right. and i and i kind of think that's the magic of music is what one thing might mean to you people are going to listen to your words and break them down and apply them to their own lives yes. so maybe sometimes it's best that you don't say what they're about because it's open to interpretation for everyone
1: that's the beauty of, of songwriting as a listener and a fan myself of other yeah. people's music and, and same thing on the other side. And I mean, I can give a map and as it relates to song specifically, <laughs> sure, sure. you know, like I, I, it's kind of about falling in love and okay. the kind of sinking of one's um, preoccupation with oneself, the walls, the, um, the things that one has built for and around oneself sinking that in in order to make room for for another and the all the complex feelings that go into that i mean it's like there in my experience it, it's joyful it's um cathartic but it, it, there's also even some darker more mysterious colors that come up and, and that's probably the the individual side of you fading into the distance right and sure. i don't want to say i mean you know a healthy couple is made up of two individuals in my opinion so you don't want to totally lose your the individual side of yourself but certain certain things that you've built around yourself seem to drop seem to fall away in favor of new love and that's really what sunk is about the, the complex complexity of emotions that you've experienced during that process you know I or know. that i've experienced i guess <laughs> i don't know if other people are as
0: weird of course. as it's it. all it's all individualistic i understand yeah. um yeah. another thing is you know you you've mentioned a couple times now you're part of another band and we don't need to get into like the history of that, but I kind of want to know in terms of at least genre, is it, are you making different music than what you were?
1: Yeah, yeah, good? totally different. Um, I think uh, so with the, so I'm not in that band, you know, that band wound down quite some time ago, um, sure. but I was the kind of producer and I was the guitar player, but really my main role, I was the primary songwriter for that band, a band called Nello, And I was not the singer right so so I was writing songs for yeah. my good friend to sing and he is a powerhouse of a singer um, and I was very lucky to have such an incredible you know just uh, vocalist and you know friend to, to like sing my songs to the masses with such strength because he he is just such a has such a powerful voice and I don't think I realized how lucky I was at the time honestly, um, but in that role as the writer for somebody else to sing, I mean, I had his voice in mind, his range, his f- feel in mind when I was writing. So totally different songs came out then. It was much more, um, you know, big voice, kind of rock and, rock, rock and roll kind of stuff. And my voice is, you know, I don't even think of myself as a singer, to be honest. I, I try, but um, my voice is quiet and
0: could have fooled me, man. Perspective, <laughs> Could have fooled me. <laughs> oh, that's me. very
1: nice. Um, so yeah, so like the, what I'm doing now is kind of really like truer in a way to exactly who and what I am as a writer, um, and that's that's really actually exciting. It's it's been a journey, honestly, to get here. And I know we're not probably going go to go into too great a detail about the history of it, but um, I'm happy to finally be writing kind of with like. No, nothing else around me it's literally just me doing whatever the hell it is that i do when i'm alone in a room you know right no but guitar it's, in my hand yeah. yeah
0: it's full creative control yeah. and it kind of feels like you can just do whatever you want and whatever makes you happy like i always say this to people it's like why would you make music to appease other people you should be making the music that you'd want to have on in the car while driving totally it feels yeah. like that's what you're doing here and that's really nice yeah um With that being said, though, how, like, what labels are you putting on this music genre-wise? Like when people ask you, what are you making? Yeah,
1: I I don't know. I I call it singer-songwriter with, like, electronic and cinematic production. Yeah, it's all all of Just try.
0: We're
1: yes, okay. <laughs> right. trying to do. <laughs> yeah, you tell me. I don't know what. It, I don't know. I mean, there's
0: definitely like folk influences in there. Yeah. Um, I I totally get a ton of that. But yeah, it's cinematic. I feel like I could listen to these songs in you know like the the dramatic part of a film, whatever that might be. Um, yeah. But the kind of I mean, music nowadays is it's such a blend of everything, and I think that helps with the production. And, you know, just kind of the future of how people are making music nowadays. We don't have just rock or just pop or just jazz. Everything is like this melting pot of everything. And I kind of think that's special. I
1: totally agree. And it, it's what you're talking about, really. I mean, it is directly connected to the to the production like possibilities that yeah. are before us every time we we jump into a doll. I can. And it's actually overwhelming for me because you know my, right. my my past in the music making world or record production world was the old school way. You go in with your band, you throw yeah. a bunch of badass microphones in a studio, and you just all track at once, and then you overdub and you tweak and do all that stuff later. But you know you're not really using in my history. You know you weren't using a lot of samples. It was just literally live instruments in a live right. room, and now it's just like a i i've i have yeah. millions of possibilities
0: <laughs> right. so that, and i don't, so that makes I, it more difficult it makes it way more difficult yeah. for
1: me but it's also brings out some really cool stuff that oh, otherwise yeah. in another era you'd never be able to do so
0: Absolutely. it's like yeah you don't need an in-person 40-person orchestra to have <laughs> strings and flutes and whatever flowing through your music it's just like at the click of a button that's right a match can be in there and that's that's what it is um Honestly, that's a great point. I never thought about that. Making music becomes more difficult because you have the world at your fingertips, literally at your fingertips to do anything you want.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is. And a lot of the greatest, like modern producers who are using samples and, you know, virtual instrument libraries and stuff, like they're just so good at making decisions and just going, just saying, okay, this is, this is approximating what I'm going for. I choose this and I'm not looking back yeah and right. I I really struggle with that man because I'm always oh I could it could be a little bit better I mean I just did a little bit more you know yeah
0: well there's always a baseline of perfectionism when you're when your name is attached to it like there has right. to That's um so true yeah. what what artist do you have in mind when you're making a music
1: oh no no other artist in mind really uh, yeah I mean certainly not what I'm writing when I'm, okay. when I'm writing I, I don't think of anything at all I just wait for you know I just play until something feels like it needs to come out but in producing maybe that's not entirely true with producing I mean so on this album I had a couple co-producers one co-producer was part of the like the tracking part all the all the live instruments you hear all the you know laying down the vocals and stuff he was instrumental in that phase and then there was a sort of a finishing producer but first first producer name is Zach Berkman he's an awesome songwriter also an artist as well and then uh josh good who's an incredible producer i would call him one of those more modern type producers who's just very savvy inside of a doll and he really helped me put the finishing touches on the album um and yeah man i i I don't know i i I feel like i feel like the process can as overwhelming as it can be when you have guys like that in there with you it really helps you stay focused. And I think I probably do use artists references when when communicating with them, what I generally want this kind of sonically to be like, not in terms yeah. of like, not necessarily in ter- terms of production, but just sound wise, this is the a kind of album that I'm aiming for. And I, who? oh, your question was who? Um, man, I, in this, like I was telling a friend the other day, like Patient Glory was the second single I don't know if you know the the artist Elliot Smith, oh, but I, yeah, I yeah. thought of the, let's go for something like a more organic kind of natural Elliot Smith kind of vibe, which he's, he was known for like tripled quadrupled vocals. Sure. And, you know, like I tried to do that. I, I did, I think there were at least three, vo- three lead vocals doubled on, on that track, maybe more. And, uh, but I just kind of did like a more acoustic-y, or not, he's very acoustic based, but like just more organic, a little less produced version of what he was doing in the studio back then. I'm actually kind of proud of that because I feel like we actually did accomplish that mission. That's a very simple track, simple production, not a lot going on, but that being the aim, the the kind of sonic aim that we had, I feel like that was sort of a mission accomplished there. The other thing I'll say is we use, usually use other artist references, like instead of using artist references, we usually use like abstract language and the mixing engineer on this album, Bradley Procopi, he's become one of my great friends, totally awesome mixing engineer, if anybody hears this, you should look him up, um, because he's just great. Um, And he'll go the distance with you on the project. He's a true artist, like mixer. Uh, He's an artist himself, right? Um, But we had the goal of dark clarity as the mix uh aim right dark because yeah. he, he did one round of he did one mix and I, and I liked it a lot but it just it didn't quite vibe sonically like i had imagined this album so we were just trying to figure out how do we how do we do this again in a way that gets closer and i don't know which one of of, of us it was but dark clarity became the goal and like I think I feel like Radiohead does that perfectly. They do the dark clarity the thing. First
0: band that came to my head, but at the same time, <laughs> yeah. you kind of laying out how specific you want to be. It helps, you know, guide the ship a little bit instead of yeah. just like, well, we'll see what happens. Like you have that's to begin right. with a vision. That's right. And that's that's awesome. right. That's yeah. a, that's like the perfect answer. That's exactly what I was looking for here. Um, so, like I like I mentioned before, as of now, there are three songs out for everyone to check out. But I want to know, is there one or two songs on this record that are unreleased that you're most excited for people to hear? Um.
1: um th- there's a song at the end of the album. I mean, I, the truth is, I have, I have equal affection, I think, for all of them. That's um, the, yeah,
0: that's the yeah. hard bro. They're all your little <laughs> babies. I get it. Yeah,
1: that's uh, that's probably, probably <laughs> a lot. Um, sure but but there is a timely thing because i actually have my first child coming into the world like in a week right oh
0: um, wow okay yeah, Life yeah is it's like a, it's
1: thing. coinciding like to the day or within a couple of days of the album actually um wow okay. there's a song on the album called proud and i kind of wrote that about what i imagined this feeling like uh, sure. yeah, it's not really about it's not about um childbirth per se but like the, third, <laughs> the, the the third verse very clearly talks about bringing another life into this world and doing it with your you know the love of your life and sure. I'm motioning this way because she's in the other room <laughs> like a couple <laughs> of away but um it's it's cool that that's that this that song is going to be released within a you know a couple of days of that actually happening so it's just worked out that way.
0: Damn. Well, I mean, that kind of perfectly leads me to my next thing here is like, so we're nine days out from the new year. Um, Things are rapidly coming to a close here. What is the outlook for the new year? Obviously personal goals, having a child, that's like the biggest thing ever. What about professional? Like, are you going to get out there and play shows if possible? Obviously the record, Um, what else is going on?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. Like, what will I actually have time to to do?
0: (laughs) I was gonna say maybe nothing for the first I don't even know how many months.
1: Yeah, I have I have no current plans to play live. As many shows as I've played um in my life, and I do miss doing that with my friends very much. Um and we were fortunate enough to have to play big shows and actually have quite quite a lot of success during that time. Um even despite all of that, I, I don't, I'm not called to the stage right now. I, I, okay. I just, I like writing and producing and maybe that will change one day, but big picture goals for like next year is to make, an, make more music, make more albums, continue to write more and continue to record more. I, this is the, this whole, this album is my first solo album. Um, and my goal is to make it the first of many, uh, albums that I, I put out into the world and, uh, I won't bore people with any sort of business strategies, <laughs> but you know,
0: I think yeah. everyone's aware of it at this point. It's gotten pretty streamlined. Yeah. Um, I I have a couple more questions for you. Uh, the question is basically like, is there anything else that you'd want people to know about this record that I haven't asked about? Something important you think is uh you know worthy to share?
1: Um, you know, man, uh, just I mean it. That the album I, I is near and dear to me and I mean every word I wrote. Um uh I'm I I don't know how good of a songwriter I am, but I'm definitely an honest one. Um so I think I I think that's the the best I can say. It's up for you to decide if I'm any good or if you like it, but I will tell you I'm sincere.
0: You're too <laughs> humble. I'll tell you that. Way <laughs> too humble. That's <laughs> nice.
1: You're nice. I appreciate it
0: you're welcome my my last one for you is it's kind of in a similar vein but it's basically like for the person that's going to listen to your music for the first time what is an opening message that you'd like to say to them before they kind of hit the play button and get the whole experience
1: um give me a little more on that question what What, what do you mean like what kind of message like-, like
0: how would you like to introduce them like what would you like to say to them before they embark on you know your album of songs yeah wow
1: um i don't i yeah i i don't have anything to say but th- thank you for listening i mean pl- please that's okay yeah li- listen with open ears and um i think what i said before is really what i would say that this is on, this is honest music it's up for you to decide if, if it's good uh if you like it and if you don't like it that's okay but um i hope you do and thank you for listening i
0: think Perfect. that's all yeah. and uh can we get the album name and the re- the official release date
1: yeah yeah it's January 5th I just realized that my my baby's coming not one week but maybe a week and a half which is around when when the album releases uh J- J- January <laughs> he we're in a waiting period so every sure, sure. Out. um January 5th is the release date uh and I decided I went back and forth on this but I decided to self-title the album it's just named after me uh my full name Matthew Scott Ragland um had a couple of different names but i thought what what could be more honest and more you know totally. anchored than your full name you know self-titled
0: yeah right i agree especially for a first record exactly. I, I respect it yeah. matt i i truly i want to thank you so much for taking the time this has been a great conversation i think and i want to let everyone know that uh everything will be out on january 5th we'll have the links in our article so that people can listen and share and follow along and generally stay tuned um sounds like there's much more potentially in the works for the rest of next year but in the meantime listen to this record like i'm i'm vouching for it i love it and i want to thank you again truly
1: Awesome. Thank you, Austin. Enjoyed talking you are, with you. Very Appreciate welcome. It.
0: Good luck with everything over the next one, two weeks and like a, a pre-congratulations on everything. Thanks very much, man. You're enjoying welcome. All right. Have a great rest of your day. Speak soon.
1: Bye-bye. You too. Cheers, man. Have a yeah. good one.